What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? <laughs> We're doing much better than all of these couples. Oh, combined. my gosh. Who would have thought? Chris and Nicole, our only hope. And Shaquille and Kirsten. Oh, hell no. What are you talking about? They're oh, good. Hell. Well, good. Shaquille, Shaquille and Clint are packing their bags after this episode and calling it a day, I think. No, they're not. You really, Maybe Clint. You really think? Yeah, I think Shaquille and Kirsten have a big future together. Because You know why? Because they're mature and they talk about shit. Like she's at least being honest with him. Too honest. Too honest, but Teresa. it's good. No, it's good. no, no, no. Too honest, too early. She's she's got. You know what an advent calendar is, Teresa. Let me let this Jew explain to you what an advent calendar is. You don't think, as a kid, I was eating a candy every she, single day in December for twenty four days? Kirsten has an advent calendar of complaints, an advent calendar of critiques, and each day of this honeymoon, she's opening up another door and being like, "Nah, the bald head. Mm, you joke too much." No, uh, that's it. That's it. Well, it's put only it, been two it, days. Put it on the table. It's I, only been two days. I, I'm saying put it on the table and work through it. Instead I don't of, think so. Instead of pressing it and just be getting annoyed with it because that person just, if, I feel like if, if, if you have an issue with me and you don't because I'm awesome, <laughs> but if you did have an issue with me, like, for example, your pet peeve about me that I pour water in a, into a glass, take two sips and let it sit on the on the table, yes. you always tell me. I do. You always was like, I do. Teresa, come on, like you leave your water glasses all over the place. Well, it's because cockroaches love cockroaches <laughs> no, are so thirsty. Not. Cockroaches are the thirstiest insects. <laughs> Google it, friends. Uh, okay, this is this is what John thinks about cockroaches. Cockroaches he thinks, are attracted to water. Because they could come and drink my water. They will. No, they won't. <laughs> Such thirsty insects. Um, it's a fine line. It's a fine line because what I always say is yes, you don't want to let something fester. To the point where then once you speak on it, the other person's like, wait, how long have you been sitting on this? Exactly. But you need to build enough enough rapport with a person. You need to build enough foundation with a person before you can start chipping away at that foundation. If, if you're dating, they're married. I think them putting everything on the table and working from that point to make it better, I think that's the move. They're... Unless there's some, I guess you could go and get hair implants, but there's nothing Shaq can do about his baldness no, right no. now. So I get the whole, eh, maybe you're joking too much. Let's address that. Let's let's calm down a little bit so I can get to know you on an emotional level. Fine. But to be like, you know what? I, I'm not attracted to bald guys. I really don't like your bald head. There's nothing he can do except sit there and let it let it upset him and and cause concern for the relationship. But she didn't upset him at all. She said, when I saw you, I wasn't attracted to the bald head. But the more I get to know you, you have a personality. You have this, you are dead. You check all my boxes. I loved seeing you present at the conference. Like, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's good she said it because it's fine. It's fine. They're two strangers. It's okay if you see someone, you're not attracted immediately to them. We get lucky. All I could judge based on your profile was your looks. 
And then I got to know you. They did the opposite. Well, they didn't know each other at all. So you get matched with a stranger. It's okay that they're not perfect, but I think it's okay. The way she said it was good. She didn't say, oh, you're bald. You're not for me. Like, I'm not into that. She said, well, first I wasn't, you know, I'm not attracted to bald heads, but you have all these other things that I admire. We had fun. I think what she said was fine. She continues to bring it up, which is the issue. She should have waited until she was over it. I don't think she's over it. I don't think she has come around on the fact that he's got a bald head. I don't think she's attracted to him. And she continually reminds us she's not attracted to him. But, and then she'll go, but I love his work ethic. But I love that he's educated. So it'd be one thing if it was two months, three months into the process and be like, you know what? At first I was like, I really hope my guy has a short haircut. But then I saw you and you don't, but it's okay because I grew to love you. Right now she's going, I'm not attracted to you, but there's these other things. She's still in the moment of unattraction. No, if she wasn't attracted to him, she would not let him hug her and hold her hand and kiss her head and all that stuff. I disagree. She's committed to the process. At least someone's committed to the process, but she's not attracted to him. And I think it's too early in the game to let someone know that you're not attracted to them. I think, I don't think she's head over heels with him, but I think, as she said, and I agree, her attraction is growing based on all the other other things like there are two things that bug her about him and there are all other things that she likes and admires right okay. put it on the table work from that point forward right so, i don't think i would want to take a dance lesson with someone i'm not attracted to it would be embarrassing i would not let anyone in my personal zone that i don't feel like i want to be around like that's real that's real you don't just let people in your zone especially someone like her who's very like very careful about a lot of things there is no way she was she had zero attraction to him that she would let him into her personal zone so you must you must not think what clint said is a problem you must not think there was any issue with what clint said about gina he i think he could have said she's not my type i think the words he used that she's she, he's into slender. Why? It just came across the wrong way. Why? Because you called everyone fat. No, he didn't. He said, I'm more into to slender athletic women. Yeah, but- And I'm not taking his side. Oh, believe me, I'm taking his side. But the way you, you're flippantly saying, ah, there's nothing wrong with what Kirsten said. I guarantee you the way women feel about weight, so many men feel about their hair. Really? And balding. A hundred percent. And so for Kirsten to be like, oh yeah, you're bald. I kind of wanted to get out short. Like that- I think is on par with a man talking about a woman's weight. Oh, I have no idea about that. So that didn't even cross my mind. But the three men that listen to this podcast call in. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone, everyone knows that you don't comment on your woman's figure, especially if you have an issue with that or you want to maybe suggest a few things. 100% you don't. I completely agree. Talk to her like. Talk to her once you build a relationship. Like, don't talk. To, even don't talk to her about her weight. I mean, there's no way to address so that. So if I gain 200 pounds, you wouldn't say anything? Um, <laughs> we need to stop before we go any further. Because oh, yeah. we, we've blown <laughs> straight through the, the housekeeping here, folks. And, and you guys know. You guys are friends, so you know what's up. But if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us at Pod. 
Share your thoughts. Call in. Let us know. What do you think? We've, we're throwing around a lot of opinions right here, right off the top. A lot. And, and let us know your thoughts and feelings on the issues at Married to Reality Pod. Also, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We got a lot of things cooking over there. We got Darcy and Stace, our girls, Darcy and Stace. We're covering that at our Cousins Club level, audio only. Our Family Affair level, audio and video, plus the Family Affair level gets a monthly bonus. Last month, we covered an episode of MILF Manor. Shout out to those lovely ladies. I have to catch up. I missed this Sunday's episode. I don't know why. Why did I miss it? We were podcasting. Oh, yeah, because. (laughs) Discovery Plus. How dare you? Um, Ah. Patreon.com slash Mary Throughouty. Also, just make sure you're following the podcast right here. So no matter what we drop, when we drop it, if it's on the free feed, it'll come right to you. It's so easy to follow the podcast. You just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the floating food and booze basket. That was very hot. Right? That was very hot. I feel like next time we go on an exotic vacation, which we never do, mm-hmm. we to have a different types of travels, I want to have a floating food and booze basket. All right. Dream big. Yeah. All right. Smash it like it's that hot. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love the love. Uh, and we love the sisters that we cover on the Patreon. We love the sisters on the Patreon. We love love. And it's getting to Valentine's Day. So if you don't have a Valentine, let us be your Valentine. Yeah, because I'm going to be alone on Valentine's Day because someone's traveling. I'll be back late. It might be next morning. Late. We also don't like, tra- We also don't celebrate. We don't really celebrate it, but-, <laughs> but we should go out and eat something and spend some money and just blame it on Valentine's sure. Day. Sure. <laughs> so we'll do that. You guys, if you haven't left a review, please leave a review. And that's the housekeeping. All right, let's get Oof, back. Let's, let's get, get back. back. Let's get back. Let's get back into this thing, Teresa. Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 6. Where's the time gone? Dominique and McKinley. All right. Here's... Let's just get into it. M- McKinley is... On the edge, in my mind, of being labeled a pathological liar. Yes. I don't, honest, I think, and you can correct me here, but I don't think you're going to. I think I have a very, very decent sense of humor. I'm funny myself when I'm not trying. That's sure. the best. But also, I have a good sense of humor. I'm very sarcastic and I get sarcasm, right? Mm-hmm. You were, you, John was nervous about it when we met because I'm foreign. I literally Googled. Do <laughs> check people understand sarcasm? No, you did not. I think I did. Oh boy. Well, since I've been a child, people have always been like, "Oh, John, you're so sarcastic." Yeah, so am I. And so are you. And since a child, I've always heard wrong, wrongly, that Europeans don't have the best sense of humor. Oh, we have a yeah. Some people. So it's just a stereotype, which yeah. you know we don't subscribe to over here. But it's, it was a concern of mine that, okay, I'm very sarcastic. I can't help it. It's ingrained in my personality. It'd be like Shaq not joking around on the honeymoon, <laughs> right? It's just part of who we are. Yeah. And so I was nervous that, oh, my God, is she going to think what I'm saying is serious? Is she not going to get this as a humor? Is she going to slap me? So I Googled it and Google let me know. Shaqs have a great sense of humor. Yeah, we do. I do. You do. But- McKinley does not. <sighs> Unless I'm not getting it. Like, it's not sarcastic. I don't think not, he's in on the joke. I don't, here's, I don't think I could ever, and this is before John, BJ. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> BJ, I could never date a person like Mac. He just, 
he's he does complain and this whole weird sense of humor and the way how he's afraid to try things so he covers it with the humor but then he does it dude just drop that whole thing i don't mind the complaining as much because i'm a bit of a complainer myself if if we go to a restaurant and you want to order the octopus, I'm like, nah, I don't want the octopus. Come on, let's not get the octopus. Yeah, so I get it myself. Let's just get the tuna tartare, right? Like something a little more yeah, beginner. Yeah, I do get the um, octopus. So you get the octopus. You'll get the octopus. But so I get that. I'm not the most adventurous in certain aspects of my life. So that's fine. Not everyone has to be Anthony Bourdain. Shout out to the great Anthony Bourdain, right? Not everyone has to be the world's biggest adventurer. But, no. But you don't have to lie about it. For some reason, Mac thinks if I lie about it, it makes it better. If I if I say, ah, you know what, I've eaten too much octopus. I can't, I can't even yeah. imagine another tentacle sliding down my throat. <laughs> like he thinks that makes it better than just being like, you know what, I'm just I don't I'm not really an octopus guy. Yeah. Uh, it's sad, but it's also him not being adventurous, which is okay. I guess he's never really done anything. But if you're still planning on doing it, you want someone to push you. Don't do this whole joking about it, how you've done it. And then it comes to it. You say you've never done it. And then when it's not <laughs> adventurous enough, you complain about it. Like I've ne- I have ridden horses when I was a kid. I wasn't the biggest fan, right? And then John and I, John took me to ride horses on my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And well, when they asked, have you ridden a horse? I actually said I haven't because I was nervous I'm going to get an actual horse. Honestly, you the said best the policy. same thing. I don't No, I had ridden horses. And though. so then I got a mule. Sure did. And the mule was out of control. It was a wild mule. Vegas the mule. Vegas the mule. He was riding in the front. He kept snacking on everything. Big snacker. I didn't know what to do with him, so I almost felt like I should have had a horse. No, you were fine with your mule. My mule was great. But honesty is the best policy. It is. And yeah, I think McKinley, is. it's okay, as I said, to be nervous. That's. I think the best thing you can possibly do in life is to be honest and to be authentic. Yeah. I think that's why we had big problems with Justin was because it seemed like he wasn't being authentic. He was putting on this front, right? I think it's okay to be nervous. That's why I'm not that anti-McKinley because his nerves are showing and I think he's trying to make a good impression. And for some reason, I find that becoming. I find that, oh, that's sweet, McKinley, because you do. uh, Face value, you look like this guy's guy. You're a fraternity guy. But deep down, you're, you're scared, right? And you're not that cultured and you haven't had that many experiences. And so I can empathize with him but just quit the lying because it's not funny and and i'm calling it lying i'm not calling it joking because jokes should be funny and these are not these are just strange statements oh i built this table oh i can make a horse dance it doesn't make any sense no but i think some people we know some people who have no sense of humor and they just get so awkward that they do it at the wrong time, the wrong way, and then it just rubs everyone else the wrong way. I don't think he means anything harmful. I just think that he gets nervous. He gets frustrated maybe because, oh my gosh, I've never done any of this. So he's trying to joke, but it's really bad. And yeah, he needs to get over it because I don't think he 
he has any like personality issues that he isn't connected to reality. I think he right. is connected to reality. He just needs to connect a little more. Yeah, it's have it's having an, the opposite effect that I, he wants it to have on Dominique because she tells the camera her attraction level, which it's not great, six and a half. Could be a lot worse. Yeah. Could be a lot worse. I would love to squeak out that seven. I think everyone can feel good about being a seven. I think if he stopped the jokes, he could have been an eight. And that's the thing, because then she hits us with the romance level, and it's three to four. And that is purely based on his, I don't even want to say personality, because I don't think his real personality is whatever he's doing right now. I think this is just his uncomfortable and awkwardness personality shining through. So it's a three to four because of this. But you're right. If you just cut back, just embrace the moment a little bit more, quit the line, quit the joking. Sure. He'd pop right into a 7.5, I'm sure. Yes. Maybe eight. Maybe. Just maybe. So then we get Dominique FaceTiming her mom, Toya. And mom is a fan of the scales, too. The producers are not the only fans of scales over here. Mom wants to know one to ten how things been going on the honeymoon. Dom can't even. There's not even a number. To no. describe this. She just says it's it's going well. But he's not as adventurous as she would want him to be. Which right. we hear over and over. And there is a part of me, I get it. I am adventurous. And I think you are too. I think I introduced you to a few things. Have we talked about it? You've introduced me to a few things. I'm, and we I'm, usually in, enjoy it. Yeah. I think I'm more adventurous in the classical sense of the word adventure like i grew up snowboarding and playing paintball and rock climbing and right i'm not saying you're not adventurous um you're more adventurous in in travel and food but i think i'm more like extreme sports adventurous you're more culturally adventurous i like it i do snowboard too but you do snowboard that's but you you're like i would never parasail i've parasailed no i surf snowboard So I think that's where my adventurous side surfing the the sharks. It comes down to the sharks for me. And then and see, you've had the opposite effect on me with that. Like I never cared about sharks, (laughs) and then you talk about sharks. You send me articles, (laughs) and it gets in my head. And so now I don't want to do those sorts of things. I mean, we went to uh, we went to a beach shop like a a few years ago, and we were looking at some hats in Florida. Looking at some hats. And then we saw these, like, what was it? A, a little like, it was like bracelet? An ankle bracelet? Or ankle, yeah. And we we're like, what is that? And the person said, well, that's detect, detects sharks or like, no, no I think keeps it, it them repels away. sharks. Repels. And I'm like, how often do you see a shark near the, <laughs> you know, near the coast? And she goes, like, there's so many sharks. Oh, every day. Every single day. All these surfers just keep seeing sharks. The sharks everywhere. And I was like, all right, sharks. And I don't think I was that afraid of sharks until we moved to Florida. I mean, I was always sure. aware of them. I respect sharks. I do not eat sharks no. because I respect them. They're kind of like dinosaurs. Okay. Very odd. But there's so many of them that oh, I'm freaking not going to parasail and land in their play playpen. Or yeah, well, I mean, if all it. goes well, you, you don't have to be dipped on the parasail, but... The surfing, sure, it's more of a question because you're sitting out there. You look like a seal on the surfboard. Exactly, and, yeah. poor seals. But just today, I watched a video of a guy who surfed in California during one of those competitions, right? 
mm-hmm. on camera, and oh, this is a few years back. When he punched the shark. No, the oh. shark started like snacking on him, but he kind of like got out of it and he just get like minor injuries, but it's on camera. Yeah. There's a shark. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Mac just needs to come out of his comfort zone and that's what is, that's what Dom's mom says is like, well, maybe he just wants to be pushed. And I think Dominique is willing to push him and is trying to push him. But at some point you need to help that along and not always put up the resistance and just be like, shut your mouth. I know you don't want to do it. I know you want to sit on the beach all day, but keep your mouth shut and just go with the flow. And then you'll eventually, I think, learn, oh, it's not so bad. Because the reluctance, I don't think the reluctance is, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I think the reluctance is, I'm scared to. Yeah. I think so. I, I think he's afraid because he's never, he was never exposed to any of this. Like growing up, yeah. I think it also comes down to like growing up. And you're so right. And as I'm saying all of my adventures, I'm like, man, do I sound privileged. I'm like, uh, you know, snowboarding and surfing and... I'm definitely privileged. Don't get me wrong. I was just going to add, you grew up in Connecticut. You have the ocean, you have the mountains. Yeah. Like, yes. That's, that's the state. Sure. Um, so I, I'm hopeful that Mac can get out of his comfort zone and we see him slowly doing so. He yeah. just... Well, he, he acknowledged it, but let's see if he's actually going to do it. That's the thing. Sure. Okay. Well, let's move on. To Gina and Clint. I mean, this is... Woo-wee. This is a good couple. And not a good couple. This is a fun couple to watch. Yes. So they're doing the fun, hot, floating food and booze basket. This is a scene very reminiscent of Eric and Virginia on their honeymoon. Is just, it? Just more sober and a lot more salon talk. Mm. You don't remember when Eric and Virginia were in the pool she was like wasted. They were oh, on the she honeymoon. Was always wasted. Yeah. In, oh, in Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're in the pool. They're drinking. It's got that floating table that Teresa wants. And she cannot stop talking about her job. And no matter what they talk about, no matter what the topic is, like Clean wants to take her sailing, she turns it back on her salon and her working hard. And I don't know if I'm going to have time to sail because, you know, I own a business, I own a salon, and it takes a lot of work. And what, like, he started asking other questions, and whatever the question was, Right back at the salon. It sucks because she has a passion and I respect that passion. It's nice to see the passion and I'm attracted to passion. I don't, I don't enjoy people. I don't enjoy the type of person who goes, nah, nobody likes their job. Right. I right? hate, I hate yeah. cause that's on you then. And again, maybe this is hashtag John's privilege to the episode, but <laughs> find what you love to do or at least find an outlet to express what you love to do, your passion, because life's too short to go through and just be unhappy. And well, I'm, I'm working to live and right. Working for the weekend. And so I'm happy that she's passionate about what she does, but especially when it comes to being in a relationship and this early on, you need to watch yourself and, and be aware of how much you're talking about your passion Yeah, because this is a learning time and you need to, allow your your partner to share his passions absolutely and i know as someone who also loves their work and i love talking about it mostly to you i know that there are times that i hit my daily limits of talking about my job 
Yes. But you also talk about your, we talk about our jobs like mutually. I yes. think I usually come to you if I have any questions on something. I'm like seeking opinions from someone who has a little more experience than me, which is you, right? Mm-hmm. I come to you with those things. But overall, we both share and sometimes I share a little more. But at the end of the day, we find other things to talk about and we're together all the time. Yeah. And I think the issue arises when you become one note. And what's happening here is Gina's become one note. Mm. All she talks about is her job, is her business. And you start to go, oh, is that all there is to her? She made she makes it seem like it. And I guess if it's a new business, you're in it 24-7, right? I mean, at this time, and that's all she is, and that's all she wants to be, right. right? Her business is who she is. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. No, and it's not a bad thing. It would just worry me as a new partner that, okay, I get it. You're talking about it a lot. That's one thing. But then you have to think deeper. Oh, is she only talking about it a lot because that's all there is to her? There is no Gina outside of the salon. Yeah. And that would worry me as a partner. That would become boring. That would become concerning. I almost feel like if I was Gina and I was starting a new business I don't think I would ever apply for this show because I would I would know I'm going to be busy. I would probably try to establish something and then try to look for a partner. And I get it. Married at first sight doesn't go to Nashville often. Actually, it's never been never. in Nashville. But I hate to say that there are other ways to meet people. So if she was single until now, I don't think that was the time for her to find a spouse. I think she should have taken couple more months or a year, whatever it takes to establish the business to the point that she can exist outside of the business. Because right now, as she says, she's in it. She signed the lease for seven years. She needs to pay attention to her emails and all that new clients. Like I understand, but I don't think she should have gotten married. I somewhat agree with you. I also am interested in what Clint said, and it wasn't something I thought until he said it. Is she just here to promote her business? Yes, I was going to say that. Right, and and she's not dropping the name of her salon, I don't believe, right? She's not giving out the address or any pricing. So it's not like a pure promotion, but of course, it's so easy to look her up online. Oh my and, gosh. and once she wraps this season, people are going to be like, oh yeah, Gina from Math, she's got a salon, let's go to her. Like, it is a great promotion for her business, which mm-hmm. I, I'm embarrassed to admit I never thought about nope. until he said it. And I'm like, man, she is talking about she's talking about it a lot. Yeah. Maybe it is promotion and not passion. And I'm sure she'll show us her business. Maybe we'll yeah. do a walk right. through and maybe she'll start wearing shirts with a logo. Yeah, we've Hello. Seen that before. <laughs> But yeah, she's definitely promoted. I was actually thinking about it because I might go to Nashville in a few months and I'm like, well, maybe I'll get my hair done in Nashville, get some juice. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. All right, let's move on. Jasmine and Eris. Yes. Would you be into a couple's massage? Mm, I don't know. I'm not into a massage. First of all, let me just put that out. I'm not into massages. You massaging me, 100%. Mm. A stranger massaging me, no. My, So I, I'm i thinking really to do a sports massage because I, 
it's good for your muscles to get some relief, especially if your back hurts and stuff. So I was thinking about that. I want you to be aware of what a sports massage is before you get it. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. I don't think it's like this. I think it's more like really it's like getting your muscles. Yeah. It's intense. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I played rugby in college. You know that the only time I've ever had like a massage was a sports massage because I pulled a muscle in my leg. It was painful. Yeah. Like that's not something I would elect to do. Well, but if you if you work out, you have sore muscles, I think it's a good thing. I would probably done a massage like this. I just don't like having my face in the hole because okay. I, I like seeing what's going on. And Especially it almost, if it's couples. Yes. Like if you're trying to talk, and that's why I hate this. I hate this activity for maths. You're being forced to have these like deep conversations when you should be relaxing because it's a massage. But you're getting these prompts from the producers, I'm sure. You can't even look at the person. You're getting massaged. There's strangers there. And you're having to have these conversations. It's such a bad activity for this show. Yeah, I feel like they should have done a hot stone massage, but not the head inside of the hole. It's just like having the head above so you can turn it around. There's not a lot of touching. It's just... You know, the heat from the stone. I've never done it, but my mom is a big fan. So just getting some heat from the stones and just a little more relaxing and just having that. I, I don't see how this is romantic. Oh, it's something I want to do with you. And we haven't done it yet. The salt cave. I had a salt cave we could do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. We did the deprivation tank. Yes. We did, we did the floating you remember when I got the salt water in my eyes and I like freaked out in the tank? Yeah, pro tip, don't don't wipe your eyes if you've been in a salt bath. I gave it to you for something, for like birthdays or yeah. Christmas. It was fun. I just thought that we can float like otters. You know how otters yeah, hold hands? Hold hand. they, yeah. It just, it doesn't work because you want to be deprived of all your senses. And if you're holding someone's hand, you feel that. But then you're not like the otters. I know. I think we did it for a little bit. It was fun. Yeah, I think it was a good to experience it. I don't think that's something I really want to be doing. No, I don't think so. So, okay, back to this. I really tried to give Eris a chance. I was slowly losing respect for him, but I can officially mark where I've lost all respect for him. And it's this moment, episode six, during the couple's massage, when... The professional masseuses finish. Mm-hmm. And Jasmine takes over and starts massaging Eris. I know. His this is, feet. His feet. This is right in line with feed me grapes. And now, oh, yeah. she, now she's massaging him. It should be the other way around. But we, I don't think we've heard him asking for it. So now I'm just thinking like, was it her? Like if it was oh, her initiate, I don't think so. But we, there was not a moment when he said, well, massage me now. I believe he said it. We didn't see it. So maybe, just maybe, she now, she now picked up on how he rolls and it's like, oh, maybe I should continue to massage him. because I, it's Eris. I lost respect for him when he's like, well, she sees me as 12. But well, I that came like, later. It was like four. And <laughs> I'd I already think, lost respect. Oh. But I feel like that's the thing. Like he thinks, oh, she she sees me as like this god and she just, just now she knows that I need to be pampered. And He's living in his own world. And honestly, what what do girls see in him? I truly don't understand. I, I don't know. And I would say nothing. And that's why he's single at 39. But now I'm going, 
maybe he's sitting on 39 because he does have these incredibly high standards for some reason. I think so. And let's say I don't I don't like the way he looks. I don't like his personality. Like There's nothing redeeming. He's not bad looking. Oh, she, he's, he's bad looking. Uh, you don't find him attractive. I, I, I don't, absolutely not. I don't think you could say he's classically bad looking, but he's not good looking. I don't think... As I always say, I don't think there is a definition of someone being bad looking and good looking. There may be some standards, but everyone has a different perspective. Like many times, like I may say, oh, this person is attractive and everyone else is going to be like, what? Yeah. And so I can't say that. I don't don't personally find him attractive at all. And on top of that, he sucks. He has a really bad personality. But I was going to say, like, if he wasn't attractive at all by all the standards, whatever it is. But then he was, he had a great personality. He was a nice dude. He was smart. He was there. I would be like, you know what? There is something to him. Sure. There is nothing to him. Completely agree. Let's move on to really the only hopefuls in my book. I guess Teresa thinks Shaq and Kirsten are. But Nicole and Chris, they're definitely the front runners. I think they can make it work, but I think they're going to have some issues. Poor Chris with the three bangs in 18 months. Okay, he there must be something to him. Like he must be doing or saying or something wrong or I There's a lot. There's a lot that he does that if I was a woman I would not find attractive. No. So there's that. But I also need to see this girl. I need to see this poor girl who tortured Chris who only banged him three times in 18 months. And didn't even hold his hand on vacation. I think she just used him for a vacation. No, she was with him for a year and a half. But they didn't live together, so she could have. They could have been seeing each other every Sunday for a brunch that he paid for, and that was it. That like we don't know that's the deeds. A, that's a fantastic point. In his mind, we were boyfriend girlfriend. In her mind, maybe they're just dating. Maybe he was one of five. Guys, she Absolutely. was dating. I literally think that was it. Like she used him, well, banged him three times because all right, well, he yeah, just throw paid, a bang. He just paid for a vacation. But who doesn't bang on vacation? Like that, like if you're not having sex on vacation, that's the biggest red flag in the world. Yeah, we have a map of all the places we banged at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, it's, it's a mental map. It's a mental map. But the, I mean, you half the reason you go on vacation is to bang in a different location. Absolutely. So if you're not banging on vacation, if if, if you're trying for it and your partner is not up for it, I would break up. I would mm-hmm. say there's something fishy there's going something on. There's something definitely. But Chris keeps saying he's a nice guy. I feel like once you say too many times and I'm like, what are you hiding? There's like a smell of fish under your bed. You're not telling know. us about. He seems nice. He seems nice, but he's basically telling us like, oh, now he's afraid to bang because he might be bad at it. Well, don't share that with her. Just bang her and. I know you're gonna put it feedback. in her mind. Absolutely, that's all. The same way that she put the crazy, the crazy in our minds. The same that I think Kirsten might put. I, I thought she's gonna be very difficult. I don't think she's that difficult. Who? But Kirsten. I Nicole? Think, no, I'm, I'm saying Kirsten. Oh, you're going back to yeah, Kirsten. Yeah, I'm saying okay. the same way Nicole kind of put 
her crazy in our heads. I think Kirsten put that she's very, very high maintenance. I think she is a little bit. I don't think it's, she's as bad as I was expecting her to be. Okay. I literally thought she's going to be like, oh, no, absolutely fucking not. Ew. And she's not. I haven't warmed up to her the way you have, but okay. I like her. I think I just think she's very honest, which is fine. I never too honest. But, but I think many times when you describe yourself, you add something to it. And it's like, is that really you? Everyone magnifies a part of their personality. Yeah. And I think Nicole magnified the crazy when they speak of themselves. Like I magnify, oh, I'm so sarcastic. Yeah. Right. That's what jumps out. Nicole said, oh, I'm crazy. Yeah. I magnify like I'm so funny. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) I'm not. It just comes to me. I'm not trying to be just... I say things and people You don't have to explain your it. sense of humor, Teresa. I don't need to explain my sense of humor. I think I just overshare it. Yeah. But back to Nicole. Back to Nicole and Chris. <laughs> Why did you just stop talking to me? Oh, I thought you were going to say something well, funny. Well, I I was, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works, oh, John. Got it. That's not how it works. <laughs> uh, back to Nicole. She explains her past sexual relationships too. One guy banged her all the time and they had a bad relationship. Another guy never banged her. Also had a bad relationship. So. But what she says is so New York. She says, well, we were just having sex, a lot of sex. It was great. And I thought that's all that's to it. I've met so many girls, a lot of my friends, actually, who who were just banging with the guys. And they were like, best sex ever. We're probably going to go and look at houses in Brooklyn. I'm like, <laughs> are you? I mean, that's all you do. You meet at night and you bang throughout the night. You get some vag- vaginal diseases. He takes you to the ER. But you're going to be looking at houses. I mean, uh, I, I don't think so. Six months later, that was it. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um. So uh, long story short, they're going to hold off on sex for now. But yeah, once once Chris drops the bathing suit, he hopes he can satisfy her. Which I also think is wrong. I, you shouldn't be holding off. Like just let, let, it, uh, let it be naturally. Be let if it you be. feel like you want to bang her and she's up for it, just bang her. Don't say... We cannot bang just because we're still trying to get emotionally connected. Then you're just going to get connected and you're going to become best friends, but not lovers. Yeah, I don't think you should push against natural urges. If it feels natural, if it feels right, if it's if it's the second night and it feels right. Okay, you take it easy. <laughs> I don't know. I felt the rhyme coming. Oh. Then go for it, right? Absolutely. That's the That's the resolve of the rhyme. Um, but yes, they're they've agreed to hold off for now. All right. Are we about to take a break? We can. Um, I wasn't planning on it, but it's probably the right place to do ah, it. I'm just asking. I'm. Let's I'll, do it. Let, now really? that you, yeah, let's do it. Let's take right. a break. I mean, we're, right. we're we're in this thing deep. Let's take a break. When we come back, we got some group hangs. Uh-huh. All right, we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. Let's get that energy up. Jeez. What are you talking about? We took a pause. We took a tea pause. Not a you pause. A me pause. A we pause. I got some tea cause. My throat was getting dry. (laughs) Are you ready to ride horses in the ocean in a circle? Not yet. Are my notes wrong? Oh, boy. Are my notes wrong? Uh, group hang, Chuka's horseback riding. Well, they're chatting first. Yeah, first we had a little chat. Well, but yeah, but they're chatting before the horses. A little stop and chat. All the couples get together. Well, I mean, this is... Finally, all the couples. Because Finally, we have Kirsten there now. And Shaquille. I was singing over you. Oh. I was giving you a little speaking music. No, thank you. Okay. Yes, the couples are together. They're going to talk. 
Dominique wants to know, any disagreements? Anyone have any issues they want to bring out right now in front of everyone while everyone's listening and the cameras are pointed? Not really, but Dominique has some issues. Well, they yeah. had, they had <laughs> she, some arguments. She's like, and- oh, just me? Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll go. Um, <laughs> Max caused some some issues with his quirks. I guess we can call them. His, uh, his little jokes have caused some friction. His sense of humor. Yeah. And and here's what I'm saying. Dom confirms. I'm kind of wondering what's true and what's not at this point. I'm wondering, is he joking? Is he lying? Is he telling the truth? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Not a great way to start a relationship, I would say. Not, no. not, a, not the best way to build that foundation of trust, which is so crucial in relationships. But at least they're being open about it. And that's good. And that's yeah. very good. Then Nicole or... That girl, what's, what's her name? What's her name? I don't even know what her name is. Uh. They're sharing how they're doing great, but they're growing the emotional side, pause on the physical, which honestly, don't don't share that. Just say we're focusing on the emotional side and just the physical will come. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say we pause it because that really does seem like, or you're not attracted to each other. Well, I think yeah. they are, but. Or did they bang? This always happens mm. every season. Someone banged. They don't come clean in the circle. Oh. And we find out later, we've been knocking boots all honeymoon. If one couple was knocking boots and, and wasn't coming clean about it, I could see it being them. Yeah, I don't think Chris is ready to bang anyone. All right. Um, then Eris says, well, there was a bombshell when I said I was never in love, but he kind of, he kind of, Lands it nicely when he's like, Jasmine could be my first. But Clint is like, well, so are you, did he say breaking her back? What's that term? He he goes, so have you thrown Jasmine's back out yet? Yeah. And this all comes down to like that Eris is an asshole. Like that's the first thing you shared with the guys when you met them. Pause on the sex. Like you got married. You know that there is more to marriage than sex. Like it seems like that's all he cares He's about. He's one track mind. Yeah. From from the bachelor party. Yeah, that's where this comes from is when they were at the bachelor party. And he said something like, oh, yeah, my wife's probably just getting ready for me to throw her back out. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Hey, you weigh like 80 pounds and you look <laughs> tiny. So how are you going to throw anyone backs out? <laughs> and second of all, that's just gross. Like, come on. And and three, I don't know. Call me old fashioned, but is that is that pleasurable? If if the sex leads to you pulling a muscle, is that pleasurable? Definitely not. Maybe for him, I could deadlift him. He has how small he is. So he's and gonna how, be and how strong you are. Yeah, my so- my, my strong European bodybuilder <laughs> over here. But he's gonna and so is Jasmine. Jasmine must be freaking. She looks ripped. She oh, is yeah. a trainer. Like she she can she can probably take him and throw him away. Yeah, yeah. Eris is like toss him. Eris is like we're going slow. We're on first base. Jasmine is attractive, and I'm a very sexual person, but that hasn't served me well in the past. So I'm I'm pumping the brakes, which we come to find out is a lie. His level of attraction to her, and and so. It seems like he's not really pumping the brakes as much as he's just not that turned on by her. And he says it later. Yeah. I'm surprised because I think she's too good looking for him. I completely agree. 
And in the beginning, you guys may remember I said, oh, I think he's intimidated by her. I think he's trying to play cool. He doesn't want to mm. seem overly excited. Now I kind of believe, oh, he's just a dog. And because she doesn't meet his qualifications or of his specifications of I like big butts and I cannot lie. And mm. I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to deny. And I'm going to tell all of you other brothers that it hasn't caught my eye. When a girl walks in with a little itty bitty waist and a round thing in my face, I get sprung and I'm not sprung right now. So I'm not going to pull up with you and take your picture. How do you know all this? Because I love I big butts and I cannot lie. Well, I know the song too. <laughs> um, but I think I think he's that shallow. Sha -la 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 -la. Oh my gosh. It's a musical episode. I think he's that <laughs> shallow that yes, she's gorgeous, but because her ass isn't perfect in my her eyes. Her ass is ripped. She I don't. Therese, I would not look. I would not do you like that. Good. I would not look at her ass. Good. But if, if I'm hearing Eris correctly, then, well, that one little thing ruins all of the rest. He is the worst. She looks like, worst. you know who she looks like? I finally thought of it because I was like, she looks like someone. She looks like Lauren Hale in oh, Sister, Sister Act. Act. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, Guys, call in if you watch Sister <laughs> Act. She looks like Lauren Hill from Sister Act. This is an ongoing reference. It started with <laughs> Libby doing Mary had a little lamb. I love Sister Act. We'll watch So it. good. Um, we have to watch. I haven't seen it in years. So, Kirsten, and here's what I'm saying with the bald head being very similar in my mind to what Clint did. Neither are appropriate. Kristen's like, Shaq and I talked about how we need to be open and honest with each other. With each other. So I was honest about being surprised by the bald head, but he checks all the other boxes. So the physical attraction can grow. Yeah. So she's not saying she's attracted to him right now because of the bald head. For a guy, that could be such an insecurity. And so I think her throwing this out in a group of people is very similar to maybe, what Clint did. Maybe, but it's not as bad. It's, okay, not, so, as, it's not as bad. So when I, I tell you, oh, why don't you do your hair like you did it for a wedding? Is it insulting? It's a little it, insulting. Really? Yeah, I'm just saying I just love that haircut. I like your haircut now, too. Thank you. I do. I thank truly you. do. I can, I, I can do that haircut still. I still have hair on my head. But it's only a little insulting because to me it sounds like, oh, you're not attracted to me the way you were attracted to me. No, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. A few years ago. That's not what I'm saying at all. Like, I, I love your hair. You have an actually very nice hair, right? But the haircut, mm -hmm. if it's I think about of, it. It's a little out of date right now. Which is, is it? Well, I, I'm trusting my Floridian hairstylist, too. I don't know if she's up on all the trends. <laughs> but she was like, who I told you, she reminds me of Gina. Um, she's like, oh, yeah, that, that hairstyle. It was for those who weren't at the wedding. It was <laughs> it was more of an undercut, so like the sides were yeah. super shaved, and the top is like it is now. Yeah, I was just gonna say, oh, it was. It's like your sides were a little more shaved. It's not like you had long hair; you cut them. I'm like, oh, right. oh I miss the long hair. Like, no, like you 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 look you look the same. It's yeah. just that one little, like an extra inch. Yeah. Um, I don't know any man personally who has shaved their head who would otherwise have a full head of hair. It's usually a last resort and you go, well, I'm just going to shave it now because I don't have much else to work with. And so for Gina, to, ah, I don't like a bald head. I'm not sorry, Gina. For, for uh, Kirsten. Kirsten, sorry, I just looked down at the wrong note. For Kirsten to say, I don't like a bald head. Well, Shaq might be going, I don't like a bald head either, but I don't have any other options. Uh, I don't 
don't think it's that bad because she always adds something to it. Like, right? maybe I'll find you attractive one day. I think I'll be good. Keep I the hope, Shaq. Maybe one day I'll find you attractive. I'll tell you what. I didn't know about the hair thing for a man. I truly did not. Okay. I didn't know that that's such an insult. It can be taken personally. Because, like, I think the general idea about men, and I'm going to generalize, is that men don't care. Men just don't care. Maybe they do They do care about their body. They want to be ripped, right? Yeah. But I never thought of hair being that sensitive thing for men. I think we, and again, I don't want to generalize, but. I'll speak from my understanding. I think we care less than women because we've been fortunate enough where society has not put so much stock into men's looks like they have put into women's beauty. So we can kind of get away with it. Like women are always just like, oh, look how beautiful. She is. Oh, so beauty. So, so, so pretty. So hot. So sexy. Man, it's not always about that. So we can kind of skate by with less than looks. But no, men care. Men care about our looks. I feel like men get away with whatever. Like during COVID, I saw these articles about ooh, how dead bots are hot. And it just came down, came from, all right, we could not go to the gym. None of us could do anything. We all gained some weight. Let's just be honest, right? Yeah. But it's sexy for the man. What about the women who well, gained a few pints? No, no one was talking about that. It, <laughs> it really comes down to women being less shallow than men men are like very physical dumb animals so we're like oh look hot where i think women are more like oh wow nice personality or good sense of humor or smart good job and those things you're attracted to i think men for some reason are just attracted to the physical at least first so you're just attracted to my shell just attracted to that hot bod there is oh uh, nothing nothing inside of it but i'm if i'm being dead not serious not my lovely personality well if i'm being dead serious <laughs> the reason and the same goes for you obviously the reason we met is because we were both attracted to each other's yeah. photos. And then, and then luckily there was something beneath the surface. And then you told me I looked mean in my photos, but you still swiped. Well, I, I got a fetish for the mean European. Because I don't smile in photos. And I, I didn't either. But now I'm hitting my smile, Teresa. Yes, you, you do. You and I, <laughs> yes, you do. I try to smile more, but no, I'm not a smiler. So then John was like, well, you looked mean in your Tinder photos. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. <laughs> Anyways, we're, we are delaying. The comment heard round the world. Yes. Clint's comment about Gina's bot. Oh, boy. This is, and I'm 100% sure this is what he did. And I said it on the last episode. He got very hurt by her comment Uh about him being ginger, him Mm -hmm. not being her type, her not being attracted to him. I think he kind of agreed with, oh, yeah, we're not attracted to each other. But I don't think that's the case. He got so hurt that now he's like, yeah, she's not usually like the type of women I date. Like, I usually go for like a slender, more athletic. Dude, yeah. she is slender and she, you can tell that she hits the gym. Yeah. So that was just a mean comment that he's trying to get back at her for what she said because she repeated it in front of everyone, the ginger hat and all that. And I think there was this reminder to him. I was like, all right, you don't like me. Well, look at me. I don't like you that much either. But I still think that that was a mean comment. He shouldn't have said it, especially because all these women are real women. They have some sure. curves, right? They're not models work, walking runways, right? They're normal looking women that you see out in the wilderness. They're very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. But 
all he, I, I think it's fine that he said, hey, she's not my type who I usually date. If he just le- left, stopped at that, but him keeps saying, commenting on her figure, that was a really shitty move. Like, you, no one should be doing that. I'm with you. I think what he was saying was to get back at oh, her. Oh, absolutely. That's what I said. I, I know I'm saying. I'm, I'm agreeing. Oh. I just think the reason she did it, I still stand by. I think she was picking up on some vibes. And so she put that out there as a defense mechanism. I'm going to hurt you before you can hurt mm. me because I don't buy the I'm not attracted to light features and red hair when your last boyfriend had light features and red hair. Yeah, and it didn't work out. So. I know, but you still chose that relationship. So don't you can't use that as a defense. If you had never dated a redhead or, as she says, a ginger, if you had never done that, then I couldn't stand by you saying, I'm not attracted to these features. You chose to be in a relationship with someone with those features, so you're at least somewhat attracted. Or at least it's not a deal breaker Yeah, for you. So I, I believe she she was on the side of, I'm going to hurt you before you can hurt me. And then he takes it way too far. Way too far. And everyone's jaws, including ours, hit the floor. Yes. All the ladies hate Clint now. Yes. And he does do the, well, um, you uh, said you don't like redheads, so here we are. It was kind of like he realized, I think, oh, yeah. I, I went too far, and he's trying to dig himself out. And that's where they're like, well, <laughs> time to go horseback riding. Yes. It, okay. Hor- this ocean horseback riding, I don't think the horses love the salty water. I don't know. I don't know, but I haven't had a conversation with these horses. I I feel like horses love fresh water. You can just like take a sip, right? Maybe. You can already take a sip of that salty water. Also, salty water on your skin, on your hair, just feels shitty if you're in the sun. I'm pretty sure the horses feel it. You know there are saltwater horses. Like seahorses? You got it, Theresa. <laughs> See, we have the same sense well, of humor. <laughs> I mean, seahorses do it right. The man is the one carrying the baby. Is that how it mm-hmm. goes? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at mm-hmm. that. They're ahead That's, of the times. They they know what's up. But I don't think these regular ground horses love the salt water. The I'm just going to stand by it. Yeah, I will say they went deeper than I expected. Way deeper. Which is what Eris does. Um Yeah, (laughs) I thought when you take a horseback ride on the beach, you're kind of maybe it it, it covers your toes like most of us. When we hit the beach, we let the water kind of cascade over our feet. And that's that's, my point. That's my point. Like this, the horses were literally like the water was coming in their noses and their in their mouths. Like how much did you hate it? They needed life vests. The horses? No, the the people riding the horses had like life preservers. Yeah. So that's how deep they were in the water. Did not expect it. Although, if anything, I would say, Mac, quit your whining. What are you scared of now? If you fall off, you're going to just land Maybe in water. Maybe he doesn't know how to swim. That's why he had the life yeah. preserver. Yeah. Um, he was not impressed either way. He did not like the activity. Because he's like, we just walked around. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be scared of. Yeah. So that was it for the horseback riding. It was a lot to do about nothing. Yeah. We just saw Colin just trying to be a cowboy, trying to spin this invisible lasso. Nice. But that, that was it. Yeah. So then we got back to our little one-on-ones here, and we have Jasmine and Eris up first. So everyone's chatting after 
the horseback riding oh, and the yeah. group chat. So There's everyone's a, like digging deep, right? There's a lot to debrief. Yes. And Aries, he's like, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Clint's comment, how they handle it, very, very mature. Uh, very, very mature. He literally goes, shout out to them. That's a level of maturity I don't know if I can get to. <laughs> what an but, idiot. But mind you, before that comment, he goes, low key, Gina and Clint call each other ugly. And then he goes, I don't know if I could get to that level of maturity. Oh, that's he, not maturity, Eris. That's being an asshole. That is Aris. the that is the absence of maturity. A mature person would, in Teresa's mind, take the path of Kirsten and address her level of unattractiveness that way. In my mind, it would be something even more curated. Than what Kirsten said, no. but in no way is what they said mature. Ugh, and maybe that's why Aris is single because he thinks, oh, this is mature. Or maybe he's single because he can't remember a girl's name. Yeah. So he's like, this girl, uh, I don't remember her name. She like, wanted to get her back blown out night two, and now she's taking things <laughs> slow. She's like, she's not into him. She's not. A- <laughs> it's like, dude, they're just. Taking it slowly, getting to know each other. Yes, they don't have to put put it on hold, but they do it right. Like they do what they feel like doing. It's not all about sex. But I loved Jasmine's response because she was like, "Well, people could say that about you. You were talking about blowing yeah. my back out, and you haven't done that." And Eris is like, "Well, that's true. You can't prepare for this. Like, boom! All of a sudden, it's a stranger and." Well, I think backs will get blown out when they're supposed to get blown out. <laughs> it's like, what a romantic this what guy is. What an ass. What an absolute romantic. What an ass. I got to take notes. Pass oh me my, my notepad. Please I- don't. <laughs> but let's quickly talk about Gina and Clint. Okay. She is not really, she's not really addressing it. She looks upset. Yeah. Right. She doesn't say it, and Clint has no idea that she's offended. She's given the silent treatment. Yes, but she's not picking up on it. Which is not the way to handle things, but I don't think anyone can blame her for the silence. She's she's at a loss for words, I'm sure. Yeah, but I also get it. Sometimes you need to process things and to fully realize like what happened and how you want to address it. Mm -hmm. If she just exploded, maybe... It would have been worse. Maybe if she takes a moment, they can yeah. still fix it. Yeah. It's a hopeful way to look at things, well, Teresa, because see. we know how these end. Let's see. Um, Dominique and McKin- McKinley, he's just learned about the rating he got in the relationship, which is a four. But he's taking it in good spirits. And I think he's taking it in good spirits because, one... He doesn't think they're at a 10. So it's not like, oh, I thought we were at a 10. You think we're at a four? I think he knows they're middle of the road right now. I also think he knows he's not being himself. I think he knows he's fish out of water. I think he knows, well, I should, I'm I'm putting on this act. I'm I'm saying all these weird things because I'm uncomfortable. So I don't think that that rating he's taking personally because that's not a four- 
when it comes to McKinley. That's a that's a four for whoever this weird McKinley yeah. is that I'm I'm acting as right now. Well, let's hope that's not the real McKinley. I don't think it is. No, but this is where we learned that he wasn't thrilled about the horses and he complains. <laughs> no, we learned previous. Yeah. But let's go to someone who is doing an activity, and it's Kristen and Shaquille. Nash Vegas. Kirsten. Woo! Kirsten and Shaquille. Ugh, I hate it. Um, <laughs> you were waiting for this. <laughs> I can't believe it finally came. Here's what I can't believe, actually. We're watching this, and Teresa turns to me and goes, now why don't we do things like this on our vacations? And <laughs> no, she no, was, I was joking. No, she were being serious. <laughs> no. You think I want to I want to dance with you like this on a vacation? I kind of think you do. I mean, if it was a if it was a part of the package, I would. Yeah, you don't give it a you shot. don't let an activity go to waste. Exactly. If it's part of the package. But I I don't honestly, if I think about it, no, I don't think I would. This do was it. a nightmare. I think I would have to be well. It's a if I was like good drunk, but like good drunk that I can still move my body, I would probably do it. But I would not do it sober. Not sober. Not without music. Well, they maybe were, there was music. Playing. There was no music. There well, were, but they were cl- killing it. I was like, oh, they, they can dance. They looked like naturals. Yeah. They, they could definitely dance. They knew what they were doing. And it reminds Kirsten. It works for her. This whole activity works for her because it reminds her, you know what? I know I wasn't attracted to you at first, but the chemistry is growing. I like your personality. Things are on the right path. And so it's positive for them. I don't think it would be that positive for That's us. That's what I say. Oh, I the dance? I, I would like probably die laughing. I don't think it would be that positive for us. I think you and I, we have like two signature moves. And I don't well, think so we can really it would help. add anything. You think so? It would help to, to, I think I would, end, I would end up doing like my own move. We would need to update our repertoire. <laughs> I don't think it would be the worst thing. But no, I mean, this worked for them. I think they're both. Yeah. I hate line dances and anything with like an instructor that you have to repeat in the yeah. crowd. Choreography was, is not I for was me. very, very, very strict with our wedding band and I told them like, do not for a- in any circumstances, even if anyone requested, do, do not, not play that stupid dance when everyone does the same thing and moves to the right and to the left and spins around. I'm like, Nobody absolutely fucking not. Do not do that. I hate when people do it. Everyone does it at their wedding. Absolutely fucking not. And they didn't. Uh, yeah, no. People want to freestyle on the dance floor. Yeah, I don't want to. I did all the dances at my bar mitzvah. I got it out of my system. Well, we I did do the electric. Like Haganagila. 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 <laughs> uh, holler at your boy. Um, we did that at our. Yeah, wedding, and I love that. That's not a line dance. Everyone just well, dance in a circle. You still do it's your a chair thing. Dance. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did electric slide at I don't know my. What it is. The electric slide? Yes. Boogie, woogie, woogie. I Are you know. kidding? Yes, you do. I'm from Europe. What is it? It's electric. No. Oh, it's a good song. We're going to listen to it as soon as we wrap here. Um, Electric slide I did. We did the chicken dance. We did Coke and Pepsi, which I don't think you could. Oh, consider. I know the chicken dance. Yeah. Imagine we did that at our wedding. <laughs> that would be another no-no. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. No, we I did would not. be pissed. We did not. Okay. Um, Nicole and Chris kayaking the perfect metaphor for marriage we don't know what we're doing but we're gonna figure it out it actually is a decent <laughs> metaphor for marriage you gotta i work, don't think it is it depends. you gotta work together sometimes things get rocky okay kayaking maybe not paddle boarding especially when it's windy <sighs> well they were not paddle boarding <laughs> yeah. they were they were kayaking yeah um then they start talking about pet peeves 
Which, Ooh, I love talking about pet peeves. Which, Teresa, my pet peeve is that Teresa doesn't understand what pet peeves are. She really does not. How You actually used it correctly when we were talking about it earlier, but previous to today, you had been using it all wrong. Yeah, because I thought like, oh, my pet peeve is when John doesn't put his shoes away. Yeah, is it my that's, pet peeve? That's correct. No, that works. Oh no, I said it's your pet peeve that you don't put your shoes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I you like thought, turn, you yeah. thought, yes, you assigned your pet peeve to me. Yeah, I, I was like, my pet peeve is like leaving water around everywhere, right. and you're no, like, no, that's my, my pet, pet peeve. peeve of you. Yes. I just love the word pet peeve. Yeah, um, Nicole being all sorts of New York this episode because her pet peeve is SMPs. Oh, I agree with her. Slow-moving people. That's Fucking straight hate it. out of the New Yorkers playbook. Yeah, like we got places to be, people to see. Move to the right, get yes. in the slow lane. We're walking. You know walking. what's the worst? When there is like a group of four people walking next to oh, each please. other. Oh, what are we doing? Oh my gosh, don't do that. You don't own the sidewalk, especially you if you're a slow walker. You don't own the sidewalk, Ugh. you SMPs. Um, so, okay. Then Chris says his, which is a classic. This is just a classic pet peeve. Dishes in the sink. I hate that too. His goes deeper though. He's there's a backstory here. His brother would always leave the dishes in the sink. Ew. And he goes, he knows I would do them if he left them there. And I would do them. This is a big personality tell. This you have to look beyond the dish and see what's happening here. He's letting us in on the fact that he's a pushover. Right? Instead of confronting his brother. Instead of saying, hey, bro, I don't like when you do this. Do your dishes. I'm not the maid. I'm not going to clean them after you. I'm not mom. You do them yourself and, and put them away. Instead of doing that, he just does them to avoid confrontation. That's his whole personality. Have you saying. met his brother? His brother basically called him a loser yeah. without saying it. No, he's like, you're a pussy. Yeah. And this is just, this is a, a symptom of that. And I think it's a big tell. And yes. He should say, hey, I don't like this. Why Why don't you do it? Instead, because he's not happy to do it. That's, I guess that's the big part of the issue is it's not, well, my brother leaves him in the dishes and I do him and I don't care. I don't mind. I'm doing my dishes anyways. Why not do his? He has a big issue with it. He's telling Nicole, I hate it when my brother did this. So you should have said something, man. Instead of going through life, keeping it bottled up and just doing what things you don't want to do to make other people happy, use your voice. Yeah, for sure. I think that's going to be an issue because someone, I think being too nice can also be translated as someone with no opinion. Yes. Because if you just do everything, you agree with everything, then I'll be like, do you really like, are okay with all this? Like, I don't think so. I don't want you to be. I want you to have something you are mad about and, if you're mad about the dishes, just do, yeah, like do something. Don't just yeah. do it. Right. Well, and it'll, it will get rectified. You'll rectify the situation and you'll be happier. I'm sure in the relationship, everyone will be happier because you won't be carrying around this grudge. It'll be good. Yeah. Speak up. Speak your mind. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the girls and guys hang because the guys have something to say about the call and basically oh, yeah. saying what we're saying. Right. Okay. In a way that they're saying that Nicole, oh, Nicole, she is, I don't, she is a firecracker. It's Clint. Yeah. Basically, Clint is the therapist and the marriage counselor 
in in this group for for better or worse. He's anointed himself the marriage yeah. counselor. But he's basically telling him Nicole is gonna kick your ass and mm-hmm. she's gonna walk all over you. She's a fat You cracker. have to say truth to yourself. But but she'll probably walk all over you. Yeah, Chris is like, well, I think we we balance each other out. And Clint's like, well, you better make sure that balance stays there. Because I think the she's gonna walk all over you. We only see snippets of these people, right? What they're doing, right? They yeah. s- they're around each other for longer. If Clint is saying it, it means you can tell. That's a good point. Because they're not they're not hanging out together that often. But right, you from can't. this, you can tell that she is more, I don't want to say bossy, but she is the one who has all the energy and has all the opinions and Chris is just there. Yeah, we've said from day one on this podcast, we cover the show. We know people are multidimensional. We cover the show. We cover the edit. What do we see? We cover what we see. Yeah. And so it could be easy for people to go, well, that's the edit she's getting. Clint's not getting an edit. Yeah. Clint is getting all sides of Nicole and, and he is confirming what we see. Another thing that that comes out here is, again, Chris just being this pushover, kind of making too many excuses for people because he's offended by what Clint says. Oh, yeah. But then he goes, well... That's just Clint being Clint, classic Clint. And it's the same as when when Chris will go, well, that's Nicole. She's a New Yorker. That's how New Yorkers are. But here's the thing. He is in his late 30s. He's 36 or 7, right? That's his personality and that's going to stay. I, don't, well, I disagree. I disagree. You think people can change their personalities? At that age, yes. I don't think you can. If you're, you if you're 60, 70 years old, it's like, nah. Yeah, we just get grumpy. You get grumpy. You're not going to change. If you're in your 30s, I think you are self-aware enough and have the energy to make the change. But dude, I think, okay, I think feeling more comfortable and empowered comes from something, some sort of a support or some sort of a promotion, some sort of a success, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you can grow and kind of look at things differently. I feel like if that's his personality and he's living this lateral life, Mm-hmm. That he's happy with things, but he's too nice. There is nothing to really push him over the edge. To, so he would be like, well, you know what? Like, I don't like it. Let me just speak up more. Let me stand out, stand out for myself more. And I'm speaking from experience. I used to be a pushover when I was in high school. Okay. I, was, I was an idiot. Well, yeah, I was an idiot kind of. Or not in high school, in middle school. And then I kind of grew out of that a little bit slowly. But it all all was coming with the things that I was getting older. Maybe I got some attention from boys, so that made me look a little, feel a little better. Then I got into college, that made me look and feel a little better, right? Okay. Oh, then I I was going to the U.S. That made me feel a little better about myself. The better you feel about the, who you are, the more you can kind of get above things and look at it a certain way. Maybe uh, maybe speak up your mind a little more. I agree with you. I don't think that you are out of those opportunities at 36. I think he was just presented with one right here. Not just Nicole, not just a wife, but uh, this opportunity to be on television. And now people are going to either show him love or show him hate, but it's an opportunity. I think he's going to get some love. And I think it's an opportunity for him to be empowered. After the show, right now he's in it. He Fair. doesn't know anything. It's, it's just him plus cameras. Very true. 
So maybe he'll get empowered and maybe we saw him on after party two weeks ago where he looked decent. Someone dressed him up, but maybe that's him. Mm -hmm. Maybe he got empowered and he kind of looked at certain things and who knows. But at this at this moment right here, that's who he is. So that's a good point. If we're talking about the guys, then we'll talk about Mac a little bit. And he says, well, Dom... You know, she she gets upset with how much I'm complaining and I'm a little bit of an introvert and Dominique doesn't love it. And so I need to, I need to work on that. I need to tone down my jokes mm-hmm. and, and kind of re, retool my personality so that Dominique will see see a different side of me. And counselor Clint steps in once again is like, you just need to be yourself, man. You got to be yourself. And that's where you'll learn if you're truly compatible. Well. He made a point. Like it's very true. Like playing a persona, like let's say Justin did on the last season, mm-hmm. that's bad. I don't think Mac is playing a persona. I think Mac is just uncomfortable with this whole thing, and he's just trying to do something. I agree. I think in a way, though, he's saying I need to be more myself. Because yes, this is him, but I think this is now the real him. I think this is the yeah. uncomfortable him. I think this is him trying to get out of awkward situations. So I think both things are true. Clint is right when he's saying, be yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think Mac is right too when he's saying, I need a, I need to find myself. I Because this is not, I don't, I have a hard time believing this is his true personality. When he's hanging out with his friends, I doubt when his friends are like, hey man, let's, uh, let's go skiing. I doubt Max like, you know, I invented skis. I'm, yeah. I, I, I've been skiing my entire life. If, yeah. if that's not true, I think he's just in this weird and comfortable I situation. Think so, too. so I think a, a little bit of both. I think Clint's right. I think Max's right. Let's talk about a moment that I lost all the respect for Addis all over again. Okay. <laughs> when he basically, well, you know, Jasmine, she looks at me. She's like, she thinks I'm like 12 because uh, I'm so amazing. And then I look at her and I'm like, Four, maybe, maybe five. Eh, what? And this is where I I had already lost respect from, so there's no more respect to have been lost. But I started to go, okay, maybe he isn't into Jasmine. Maybe he really doesn't find her attractive enough for him. Because he says, I almost feel guilty. She won beauty pageants, but my type is different. I'm a butt man. I need a perfect butt like Serena Williams or Megan the Stallion. And it's like, first of all, Pastor Cal needs to come out of wherever he's hiding and slap Eris upside the head. Serena Williams has muscles. Jasmine has muscles. Uh, Sure. And again, I honestly have not looked at Jasmine's butt close enough. But (laughs) when he said my type is different, I go, huh. All right. That's true. Not everyone is attracted to the classically pretty person or classically beautiful person. And I think Jasmine is like classically pretty. I think you look at her, you go, oh, that's a pretty girl. Yeah. It's a pretty woman. Not the movie. She was a pageant queen. She's a pet, right? So that's your classic. So I almost can can wrap my head around Eris being attracted to a different type. And so now I, I, okay. I get where you're coming from then. Eris, if you say Jasmine's not your type, all right. 
Yeah, I'm bothered by the fact that he's like, yeah, she thinks I'm like 12. That she thinks, I think she thinks you're annoying. Yeah. I think she thinks that she was matched with you and maybe for whatever reason she finds you cute because of the beard. I don't get it, but whatevs. Yeah. But but you just saying that is just horrible. You're such an asshole. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Mac brings it up. Someone's got to. So you said Gina was thick, Clint. And Clint's like, well, I mean, I just said I date women who are typically more slender. Um, but honestly, it's, it's not really about the looks. It's about the hair salon. All she talks about is the hair salon. And I wonder, is this whole thing just a promotion for her hair salon? Mm. And I was like, man, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's me a, neither. That's a good point. It is. But then Mac, Mac, talk, Mac, Mac. Tell us how you really feel. Because he's like, yeah, Gina, she's so good looking. <laughs> she, she's, she's so beautiful. She's and sexy. I was like, whoa. He goes, I think she's sexy. Well, here's the thing. We all saw some spoilers on social media. Don't Let's not get in deep into this, but mm-hmm. maybe there might be more spoilers. Whoa. And I'm just guessing. Yeah, let's not give them away. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not what, it's, it's not what we're saying. But it's not now what we're saying. Yeah. You know? Just guessing. It may or may not be what we're saying. Yes, and we're literally just guessing. I'm just trying to stretch it enough so we don't we don't we don't get messages that oh, send us the articles. We have no articles. We're yeah. just guessing. Yeah. Um the only thing I want to bring up about the girls hang, because they were the, talking about the same thing. The rest was pretty expected. Everyone hates Clint, right? Yeah. The the surprising thing. Was everyone thinks Eris is so sweet. Yeah. All the girls are really team Eris, and I don't understand that. Uh, Maybe. Maybe he's getting a bad edit, and they're just showing us the sex stuff that he's saying? Well, think about it. When he's in the group, besides that whole bag thing that Clint actually brought up. that's when he's around guys. Yeah. He's. I guess you're right. In the group, he's been kind of quiet and. In a way, like he said some nice things, how they're working on the relationship. He's just an asshole when he has his own, what do you call it? Testimonials or his own like floating hat. And he's an asshole with her too. With her. Feed me grapes. Yeah. yeah. Rub my feet. But I'm not attracted to you. And I think he's just, I don't think he's comfortable in groups. Mm. I think he's just getting to know. He's like, "What's, what's her name? It's like, Really? Like, yeah. you don't know, Nicole? Like, come on. I just think Come on, there's four other names yeah. you have to learn. <laughs> I don't think he's just that comfortable. And I think he's kind of surviving these group hangs with everyone. I don't think he's loving it. I don't think it's his comfort zone. And so he plays it cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move back to one-on-ones. Yes. So Dominique and McKinley. Um, wow. Too soon. What, to, to show your everyday carry? To whip out your knife? <laughs> To carve your name in a bamboo. Yeah. Um, That's forever. Or at least until the bamboo dies. Or they cut it down to make paper. But yeah, I was just paper? more... Paper? I don't know. What do they make? <laughs> I, was, I was more shocked that she travels with a knife of this caliber. This is the knife I... This is literally, I think it's the same knife. It may be. Shout out to Benchmark. Um... That I keep in my nightstand. You mean the one that you took out and within a minute you cut yourself? It was the beginning of our hike. You want to tell that story? 
how John was very impressed with his knife. Mm -hmm. We started hiking. Luckily, we just entered the trail when John wanted to whip it out and show me how he's going to fight the bear and then made a hole in his hand. So we went back to the car and got some band-aids back on the trail. It was really bad. I still have a scar. Um, and shout out to Benchmade. It was a Benchmade bug out. I think I said Benchmark. Not a sponsor. Not but a sponsor, but a, good, but a good knife. I think you can... you. And I'm guessing because I don't travel with a knife, but I think you can have it in your carry-on. No, absolutely not. I mean carry-on. <laughs> the checked, checked baggage. Checked baggage. Yeah. <laughs> carry-on. Oh, I think you could just probably keep it in your pocket when you're on the flight. If, no, you know, not the carry-on. Every man for themselves these no, days. I got pulled aside because I had a dinosaur in my carry-on. Uh-huh. Traveling from Spain, then we get a dinosaur. Oh, the park well dinosaur? Yeah, mm. because it has a sharp tail. Yeah. They pulled me aside. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, ugh. I have yeah. to unpack this now. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but enough about the knife. Mac the knife. Huh. That's a thing. Mac the knife. What? You've never heard of Mac the knife? No. Oh. It, um. It's a uh, song. Okay. Mac the knife. Anyway, it's a very you musical, and all of the songs. It's a very musical episode. <laughs> um. So Mac, he apologizes for the way he's been acting kind a little of, bit. Yeah. Well, he's like, uh, yeah. sorry about the horse lies and and all the complaining. He's like, what I'm doing here is I'm trying to make clear to you that I'm I'm getting out of my comfort zone for you. I'm trying to show you how special you are because these are things I'm not I wouldn't normally do, but I'm gonna do them for you. I'm glad he added the fact that he's like, I want you to push me. Otherwise, it would sound bad. If he was sure. just saying, I do it for you, that's like, all right, that means it's not gonna last. But when he said, I want you to push me, I want you yeah. to get me out of the comfort zone, that means that's something he wants. Right. And she's like, okay, and I, I will continue to, but just don't complain about it. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do it, just do it. Because he always ends up doing it, which is the saving grace, mm-hmm. is that he's not like, no, and then sits in the room. Yeah. He's like, no, but okay. So just forget the no part. Just get yeah. to the okay part because you're going to eventually get there. Absolutely. 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 Um, then Kirsten and Shaq. So they're chatting and Kirsten's like, we uplifted Gina today. The girls had her back. And Shaq's like, well, do you think what Clint did was wrong? Because he's not the only one who's not attracted to his wife. Eris told me he wasn't attracted to his wife. And he's like, breaking what? the bro code. What? Why, why would he do that? Why, why would he lie like that? Shaq's like, I don't know, to make her feel good? And Kirsten's like, well, well, I'll always be honest with you. Oh, we know. But that's We the, know. Here's the thing. Here is a shiny example of, all right, it might hurt a bit, but at least they're honest with each other and they're making it work. At the end of the I don't whole, think they're making it work. I think they are because they talk about certain things, maybe disagree. But at the end of the at, at the end of the day, we've been talking for too long. They agree. They say, you know what? Yes, let's uh, work on this. Let's hug it out. I don't. I think yes. That's how they resolved it in the moment. But I don't think it was right because Kirsten's going, well, I've talked enough about the bald head. Let me pick on something else. You joke too much. And I, I think you got to pick your moments. Like you joked, you joked when we were having breakfast, like when we we're having eggs, when we we're having sunny side up, that's no time to be cracking jokes. We can crack some eggs, but we shouldn't be cracking jokes over breakfast. And Shaq's like, 
Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe. Sure. Okay. And she goes, I don't want you to change. Just be aware. Like we're on our honeymoon and there's a time and a place. You don't want him to change who he is. Shaq's a joker. Shaquille's a joker. So if you're telling him not to joke, you're telling him to change. I, I think they can make it work. And I, I'm glad that Shaquille spoke up and said, well, I'm not, I don't want to, ch- I'm not going to change. Like I'm going to have, this is who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she basically just asked him, just try to read the room, which is very true. Like read the room. People read the room. Okay. Yeah. I'm still, I don't see it. I don't I see, see it. it. I, your team, Kirsten. Because I think rap, they started rough a little bit, but they were working through things. And at least they're honest with each other. At the end of the day, that's what you need. Because there is no way Aries and Jasmine are going to make it. Because it seems like in front of her, he says, oh, you're beautiful. You're this, you're that. And then he talks to the guys like, yeah, she's like four. Like, I like, just... I you think, don't, that's bad. I think with Shaquille and Kirsten, it's a lot of one-sided honesty. It's Kirsten just being very honest about everything. Shaq, I don't know that he has any bombs to drop or anything to say, but it's just he's taking all the hits. He's taking the you're bald head. He's taking the stop making the jokes. He's taking the you're not being serious enough. So it's a little one-sided, and I think that's going to get old for him. I think it's more one-sided, yes, but I think if there was something she does or she did that he would be like, absolutely not, he's going to say it. I don't think he's a pushover like Chris. Mm -hmm. I think he would say it, but right now, well, he's happier with her than she's with him, Yes, but it's all superficial. It all comes down to... Like everything else is fine. Like Fair yes, enough. maybe the joking, but as she said, she she basically asked, "Hey, just read the room. Maybe we're having a romantic breakfast, eating eggs, looking at the ocean." But can you imagine? Yeah. But imagine, would you say that to me? No, but it's also I have a different personality. I'm fine okay, with joking. Okay, so then they're not compatible. Then they're not compatible because he wants to joke just like I want to joke, and you're okay with it. That's why we're compatible. Based on one thing, like they'll, they'll get over it. They're more Personality things. is a big thing, Teresa. Yes, but... And she, looks. She just says, read what the room. Read the room. I, I'm just asking. I just want them to make it work because I think they can. Okay. Yeah, we really don't have many many other couples who are going to make it work. Uh, this next one, Jasmine and Eris, not really much to say other than no. Jasmine's concerned, like, what if I fall in love and you don't? It's, yeah. a, it's a classic concern because of this false timeline of D-Day. Well... What if you're not in love with me by then and I'm in love with you? It's like, nah, let's yeah. see. Ares thinks like, well, sure, it may be a challenge. I've never been in love, but it's a good challenge. He's saying the right thing Yeah, sometimes. but it's not, it's not how he feels. He's like, I think we're moving I the know. right direction. Do you really feel this way? I don't think you do. And that's why maybe he has this fake idea about himself that, oh, he's such a sweet guy. But again, we're giving him shit, but... He's in it. He's saying the right things. He's going along with the experiment. So that's what we ask of these couples is to, even if you're not attracted, even if you think she's a four, go along with it. Try. Yeah, but he, okay, you do feel this way. Maybe you're going along with it. Then don't share shit like that with the guys because at the end of the day. I know. Nobody's perfect. She's going to watch it. And let's say if you somehow stay together, she's going to watch it. And if I was me, I would be like, you, what the fuck? You were talking all this behind my back, but then you came to me and said, oh, you're beautiful. Like, that's just wrong. Yeah, 
I, I just, he's, he's the worst. Let's be honest. He's yeah. the worst. He's terrible. But he hasn't left like Alyssa, right? Oh, yeah. Alyssa was the worst. <laughs> okay. And then last but certainly not least, Gina and Clint, they meet up and Gina breaks her silence. Finally, yeah. Says, not sure if you noticed, but uh, been pretty quiet. Had to process some things about yesterday. I was offended. And Clint's like, okay, um, well, you offended me first. And he goes immediately into defense mode. And he's like, you think the term ginger isn't offensive? Is it? I don't know. I'm I don't a, know. I'm I not don't a know. ginger. I, 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 I can't say. Um, and Gina's like, here's what I found offensive. When Gina, like, if someone tells you something's offensive, you kind of have to take it on a case-by-case basis. And, well, he said he was offended by it. And so, all right, so then you should react accordingly instead of doubling down and being like, I specialize in gingers. You, you, you can barely spell ginger without Gina. Like she, she kind of like doubled down on it. And Clint's like, well, this is very, this whole thing is very offensive. Yeah. And it just became this, who's more offended, this back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it goes so far. It gets so out of control. Clint loses it. Gina just walks away and says, you know what? I think we just need to be apart on this honeymoon. Yes. But Clint, instead of just being, oh, shit, I probably messed up, he stands there and just make, he's making comments he's as she like walks away. shouting things yeah. at her as she walks away. Yeah, just he's just left standing there alone in one of his many new Jamaican tank tops. <laughs> he's like, what an unfortunate turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> it is unfortunate, but it's great television. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if they can get over this. But the problem is that I think they both said hurtful things or they hurt each other. He did more because it's just, she's a woman. He just messed up. He hurt her feelings, but I think she hurt his first. But now none of them want to come and say, I'm sorry. Now they both are in this defensive mode that, yes, he messed up. He should have apologized. He should have been, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. But then I feel like if he apologized and said, I'm sorry, I, you know, it was offensive. I take it back. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I think if she didn't apologize to him, I think he would go right back in it. Um, yeah. Here's the, the shocking thing to me. And maybe, well, it's, it's eye-opening. You look at Clint, you think he's a confident guy. You think he'd be confident in himself yeah. and have some self-confidence. And you think a little comment like Gina saying, eh, I'm not normally attracted to redheads. You think that would kind of roll off his back because, no. oh, look at this guy. He's got that flowing mane. He's got two boats. You think he's got some confidence. But I guess maybe at the end of the day, it's, you can't judge a book by its cover. And he's maybe he's doesn't have confidence it, at all. It can hurt. Like it can things hurt. like this, you can be the toughest dude or the toughest girl, but things like this can really get to you. And and it apparently did, and so that's why we are where we are. Well, let's see how that's gonna end. Oof. Which is the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our five hour long podcast. Well, hour thirty. Hour thirty, it Teresa. It felt like forever and I loved it. An hour thirty. I told you literally as we're setting up. Teresa's like, we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> and I said, oh, we have a lot to talk about, Teresa. Well, we sure did. We sure did. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Let's keep the conversation going over there. Share your thoughts. Call in. 
at Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. Also, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We talk about Darcy and Stacy. We may or may not be watching Love is Blind After the Altar. You got it. And covering that. May or may not. May or may not. May or may not, but you'll find out on patreon.com slash Married to Reality. If we do cover it, it'll be for all levels. Darcy and Stacey is just for our cousins club and our family affair friends. Um, thank you again for the reviews. If you haven't left one, please do make it a Valentine's Day gift for us. Yes. Leave us a Spread review. some love. Spread some love this Valentine's Day. And that's it. I think I've said it all. I said it all. You definitely said it all, Teresa. <laughs> With that, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.